What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Oz Hoopers TV. Um, today we've got on Xavier Cooks. We're very excited to have Xavier Cooks on. Um, obviously, he represented Australia um, for the with the Australian Boomers at the recent Olympics, um, and he's a forward for the Sydney Kings currently. One of those guys that if they have a big season and when they have a big season, um, we're sure he's going to have a big one. Um, he's on the brink of the NBA uh, and definitely could get a deal in the next year or so. So we're excited to have Xavier on and pick his brains a little bit and see if see what he thinks, if see what his thoughts are on if Kings can bring it home this year. What's going on, fellas? Yo. Not so much. What's How you happening? doing? I'm good, man. How you guys doing? Not too bad. Um, before we start, introduce you to Hesh. Um, he's co-hosting the show today. What's going nice on, bro? To, nice to meet you, Xavier. Yeah, you too, man. <laughs> Am I allowed to drink some wine on the show? Is that all right? Yeah, you're good. We've, yeah, we've we had... encourage alcohol. We encourage swearing. We encourage okay, let's calling keep people out. Do whatever, do whatever you got to do, bro. <laughs> all right. Chris, Chris Goulding went through about six beers when he was on that show. Extended <laughs> bubbles, man. He loves it. Yeah, he does. Um, first things first, we'll get into it. Obviously, one of the bigger things that's happened recently. Obviously, the Boomers won bronze at the recent Olympics. Um, congrats on being selected. Um, that's an amazing achievement. Um, let's take it back to when you first found out you were in the team. Um, where were you and how'd you, found, how'd you find out? You mean in the squad? Yeah. I made the team. I was the reserve. Um, when I made the squad, a squad of 18, I was back in Wollongong and I was pretty much pretty surprised because I hadn't played much basketball in the last 12 months. You know what I mean? I've been so much time injured and all that kind of stuff. So I was kind of shook. And then I go to camping um, in Vegas, I'm sorry, in LA. And I didn't really have a great camp, to be honest with you. I just didn't play the way I usually play. I wasn't playing confident. I wasn't playing my normal swag, that kind of stuff. I was just trying to fit in, you know what I mean? And trying to tick all the boxes without trying to make too many mistakes. And that's not really the right way, what, my bad, the right way to play. So um, I didn't make the squad. I was a reserve and um, it kind of hurt, but like I didn't really expect to make it, to be honest with you. There's a lot of good guys on the squad and obviously a great team. They got the bronze medal for the first time. So that was big time. For sure. Um, one of the biggest things we could probably take away from that team is the culture within the team. Um, we've spoken to Nick Kay, we've spoken to Chris Goulding. What was your take on the culture with the team? What was your experience like? The best culture I've ever seen on any basketball team in my life, man. It was, it's one of those things you could tell it's been built over the last few years, not even the last few years, since Patty and Joe and Delhi, all the little children and little kids and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and you can just tell the way they play on the court, they play for each other. They do the little things for each other and they really care about each other. And that goes a long way on the court, trust me. Yeah, 100%. And then after the, obviously after the Olympic campaign and the pre-Olympic campaign you were involved in, um, ended up coming back with the Kings, obviously halfway through the preseason now, or not even, pretty much end of preseason yeah. game, about a week away, which is pretty dope. Um, talk to us a little bit about, about the Kings roster, new coaching staff, how's it all been, and, and how's the team looking, and how's it feeling this preseason? It feels really weird, man. Like, when I first joined the Kings, I was maybe the third youngest, and now I've got a bunch of young pups chipping on my ankles all the time, and it's a lot of fun, you know what I mean? It's a lot of fun to play with those guys and to have fun off the court as well. Um, the style that we play is also exciting to play. We play fast pace. Everyone plays free. Um, it's one of those kind of coaches and teams you want to play for. Like you have the ultimate freedom to make mistakes and like coach trusts us to make mistakes and all that kind of stuff. And it's just fun basketball, man. Playing in transition, playing positionless basketball, defending multiple positions, just going out there and playing. It's like a structured pickup game. It almost feels like it's, it's so much fun. Yeah, I've heard that a little bit, even, even from guys that have been involved with Chase in the States, apparently he's supposed to be a really kind of players, player. Definitely a players coach, coach man. Like yeah, even the way coach. he's gone on the sidelines, yelling at the rest for us, all that little stuff. Um, 
he's really got our back, man. And like that goes a long way. Like you want to play hard for a coach that has your back because you know he cares and we care about that man. Hundred percent, man. And you just mentioned pretty young roster. I think it's the youngest roster in the league. In fact, I'm I'm pretty certain it is. Like you look around, everyone's kind of up and coming stars. Are you taking on more of a leadership role this season? I guess you, you have to be having been there before and been there kind of the, I guess, apart from Brucey, you'd kind of be there that, you know, been there one, one of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, uh, I joined halfway through the season and Brucey and Jordy joined that same season. So they've been here for eight more games than me or so, but the three of us are taking a big leadership role. Um, and it's tough because we're, I'm 26. I'm not, I'm no role model. I make a lot of mistakes and it's tough to tell these kids not to do stuff that I'm sometimes doing, you know what I mean? So, um, but it's, it's a great experience, a great learning curve for myself. And um, I'm ready for it, man. Like, I'm really ready for it. And just, we've got a bunch of bunch of fun teammates, man. Like, just good guys that are willing to work hard, put the work in. And, like, it's easy to come to training every day when everyone's willing, willing to get better. They don't have to be there. They want to be there. So, it's been good. Sure. Um, there's an obvious answer to this. It's the goal to win a championship. Obviously, you guys have a really stacked roster, one of the most stacked rosters on paper in the league. Obviously, we haven't seen RJ play yet. We haven't seen McCurr play yet. Um, but we've got a little taste of what you guys can do in the preseason. Um, is the goal to win a championship? Come on, man. What do you think the goal is? <laughs> Come third? <laughs> it's definitely to win a championship. And we definitely have the roster to do it. Um, yep. We're young. We're going to make mistakes early. Um, it's tough when you put so many guys together in like, normally at the Kings, we add two or three players. You know what I mean? We just have the same core group. This year we have so many new players. It's going to take some time to adjust. You know what I mean? I'm, and we all know that's going to take some time. But once we get clicking and we get rolling, we all get the, we're all on the same page. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to play with. Like, um, you're right. You haven't seen RJ. You haven't seen MK. You haven't seen Jordy. You haven't seen these boys. And um, they're all ridiculously talented basketball players. We have, I think, the most talented basketball team in the league for sure. It's just how we're going to gel together. That's going to be the difference. How we find the defensive end. How we, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. For sure. How do you, how do you think RJ is going to fit in with the team? That means a bucket. That man is a walking bucket. So the way we yeah. play, he's just gonna he's gonna get him up. Trust me, he's gonna get him up. But he's gonna make a lot of shots. And um he fits in well, just he's got a real loosey goosey kind of game style. You know what I mean? He he needs freedom to play well, in my opinion, because he shoots some some tough shots and he makes tough shots. That's that's he's a he's a shot maker. So he's gonna be good for us. Sure. Um so let's take it back in time. Um, how was your introduction to basketball? How'd you fall in love with it? Man, I'm a very competitive person. I just I sometimes struggle in the social aspect of life because I'm trying to compete in this little stuff. Like, I bet I can drink this bottle of wine faster than you can. Just little stuff like that. And um, basketball, that was my first love for it. And um, my dad was a my dad was a coach for the Hawks, for assistant coach for the Hawks for uh, 10, 15 years. So I was always around the Hawks boys and all that kind of stuff growing up. And just being around it for so long, man, you fall in love with it, man. You really do. Yeah, for sure. You just mentioned your dad assistant coach with the hawks for an extended period of time all through your juniors down in the gong from personal experience i've had a bit of time with your dad when i was training with the hawks and he's probably the most chilled out easygoing coach that man's chilled right he's so chilled i don't think i've ever heard him yell like in my like you know at six months i was there i don't think he ever yelled a word that he said um, but how cool was it to have your dad be assistant coach at MBL? Talk, talk to us a little bit about that and what impact that kind of had to your development in your junior years. Really cool, man. Just, you know, when you're a little kid, you look up to all the MBL boys and all that kind of stuff and just being able to be around it. Like, I feel like I've, I feel like I've known everyone's scouting report for the last 20 years just because my dad's been doing the scouts for so long. And then just um, my impact on the game, you learn habits. Like, um, 
seeing players come through like Kevin Lish, uh, Rodney Clark, these kind of guys that came through who have ridiculous habits. They're in the gym 24-7 and like you get to see what it takes to be a superstar. Like it's easy. It's not easy, but a lot of players can get by in the league and still be good basketball players. But to be at the at the top level, you've got to put in the work. And I've seen the players come through, put in the work and see what it takes. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, you you ended up, ended up at Winthrop. Um, where he dominated, had a successful college career, including a 20-20 and 20 game. Um, Why did you choose Winthrop? We've seen a couple of Aussies going through there recently. Um, I think Kyle Zunick as well yeah. went through recently. Tom Popovac was there when I was there too. Um, Winthrop, those were the days, man. That was the best part of my life. Um, I chose Winthrop originally because it felt like I was recruited by a lot of bigger schools and um, I've seen this people go over there and not play and they start to hate the game of basketball. You know what I mean? It's it's tough to ride the bench for four years when you've got to sacrifice so much. You know what I mean? You're away from your family and all that kind of stuff. If you're not enjoying it. Why do it? You know what I'm saying? So I went to Winthrop because I knew I was going to play a bit more. Um, and during the recruitment phase, Coach Kelsey and Coach Cloman actually came to Australia to, to like come meet my family. They came to the AIS. They came to Wollongong. They came and saw like what I was about. Like and that showed a lot of commitment. You know what I mean? Not a lot of big time coaches are going to try and come over here to like show what they care about recruit. You know what I'm saying? So. That came a long way and um, it paid off, man. Like I, I had nothing but love for Winthrop, all the coaching staff. And like, we had a great, we had a great path there. We had a great time there and we had a, one championship. We should have won another one, one or two, but shit happens. For sure. I remember when you were back on one of your college summers, that, that was a time when I was training down at Illawarra and you showed up to get a few runs in at that time. Pretty dominant. Even as a young guy, I remember you were like, defensive end and athletically you were just a specimen i was speaking to bevo at the time and he was talking about how special you were going to be and how excited he is for your future and he was kind of joking that he's going to kind of convince you to stay and not go back to winthrop at the time but um, i thought about it man i really did think about yeah, it because and that's what i wanted to get talks, to you know what i'm saying money talks of course and that's what I, I wanted to get to recently obviously like a lot of these kids have i reckon more opportunity now in the nbl than they've ever had coming out of the AIS or, or coming out of programs here where they, they get the chance to get a DP plus one or DP plus two gig. How close were you to, to sticking around in the NBL during that college recruitment process? Um, college has always been a dream for me, man. Just, just not just the basketball aspect, just the college life. You know what I mean? College parties. I, I had to get a degree. I needed a backup plan, that kind of stuff. So it was tough. And my mum would have killed me if I signed with the Hawks just because I don't know, she wanted me just to, expand while I'm young go and see the world pretty much so I have no regrets but if, if I was 18 now I'd probably go straight to the NBL like um, especially the way college is right now with COVID not many students are on campus people aren't going to games it's not you're not getting the full college experience so like and the way that the path's going for Giddy, Mellow, all them boys like it's the path to the NBL is legit now you know what I'm saying it's, it's legit so like I would definitely come here and make money you know what I mean money talk so like I would definitely go that path nowadays but I was close but End of the day, I had to get a degree. You know what I mean? My mom was going to kill me otherwise. For sure. <laughs> um, moving on to your professional career, you signed your first pro contract in Germany. Correct us if we're wrong on any of these, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, you messed around in the Summer League um, with the Warriors and the Suns. Um, and then you signed with the team in France also. Um, yep. How were your first few years as a pro? Rough. It was rough. I wasn't rough, but when I signed in Germany, I originally got signed as a three-man and I played four my whole college career. I played four for a long time. And that's a, that's a tough transition because like a two to three is, you know what I mean? You're both wings. Or a four to five, you're both bigs. It's tough to go from a big to a wing, to my, in my opinion. So my first, first couple of months, I really struggled. We weren't winning games and 
it's different in college. If you're not winning games, you just train harder. In, in pros, you're not winning games and you're an import, you're done. You know what I mean? They're going to cut you. So, like, I was really worried about that. And then I was playing with Perry Ellis, who played with the Kings. And um, he was the four-man, I was the three-man. We weren't winning games. And unfortunately, he got cut and I got put to the four. And we banged on a guy called Devin Oliver. And we started winning games. We went really well after that. And um, made me realize I'm probably better at the four than three, just because, I don't know, just the way I am. Yeah. But that was an enjoyable experience, just playing in Germany, going to see different places, going to Turkey, going to Russia, going to Italy, all these different places to play games. And that was really cool when I'm still young. Like, I probably was still trying to get back over there for a couple more years, just see the world while I'm young, while I can. You know what I mean? Basketball is a great thing to take you around the world, meet cool people. So make the most of that while I can. And then I... um. I signed in France after a pretty good year in Germany. I came over here for the Boomers camp. Obviously, I made that squad. And then um, the first training in Perth, tore my meniscus in my knee. And um, that, was, that was a heartbreaker for me, man. That was a really tough time for me. So then I was meant to go to France, but I was injured. And they wanted me to fly over there to go try out as a, like an unpaid tryout. And no, nah, I'm not about to go fly across the world to go try out when like, like I don't know. No guaranteed money there. So I just cut that contract up and um, signed with Sydney, which has been a great thing for me in my career. For sure. Um, do, you have any, do you have any funny stories? What was your first, um, you know, welcome to the pro leagues moment? Anyone in particular oh. give you buckets or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I got busted a couple of times. Um, <laughs> we played against, what's that man's name? He played for Munich at the time. He had like a 10-year NBA career. I can't think of his name, but he posterized me bad and like, bad bad and like i went to a small college where like i was one of the tallest guys on the court so i could it might get, it might get like a little tip dunk on me but like this guy was like a body to body contact dunk and i didn't even know what to do after that i like almost gave him a high five like shit you got me like <laughs> good shit bro yeah Besides that, that one of the cool things was um germany they got the autobahn so you can go as fast as fuck you know what i mean like yeah. i have my little golf i'm over there in the fast lane thinking i'm killing it going like 200 kilometers an hour and then i look at my mirror and there's a ferrari behind me like beep 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 like get the fuck over pretty much and go on like 250 like some crazy shit like that was that was a cool experience over there too that is wild <laughs> that's wild bro you, you already mentioned this but you spoke about your knee injury um take us back to that now i i do understand that it was in 2019 and you just got picked for the boomers team for the world cup so you had to withdraw from that for the knee injury as well i'm sure that would have been devastating take us back to the challenges at that time and how that rehab process was it was tough just because that was probably my first major injury I've had in my career. Just um, in college, I had like ankle sprains, all that kind of stuff. And they're not big deals, but this was a, a bigger deal. This was a two month, three month thing. And I had to have surgery for it. Um, it was just tough. Just um, dreaming about making boomers, playing with Patty Mills, playing with Joe, all these boys. And I finally got there. And then it's taken away from me 30 minutes into the first training session. And then all these boys are going to the World Cup and I'm flying home to go have surgery. It's just, it was a tough time. I'm a very optimistic person. Like I put it in perspective, it's just an injury. It's not the end of the world, but it was tough in the scheme of things. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And then that injury, obviously one thing leads to another. End up with the Kings, like you mentioned. I heard the Hawks were in the running as well for that. Your dad was still a coach at the time, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What made you pick the Kings? And I'm sure a ton of NBL teams would be interested. So how did, how did that end up with the Kings over there? Um... When I was at the Boomers camp, Weaver was one of the assistant coaches and we really had a good connection. Just, I just like, he's, he's a real smart, intelligent basketball player. And I think, uh, coach, sorry. And I feel like I'm a smart basketball player. So we really connected on that kind of thing. And also just growing up in Wollongong, we always hated, but 
the Kings are always the big brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like we're the, they're the big dogs, we're the little dogs in Wollongong. So then having the chance to play for the big dogs, shit, why not? And another thing was the money was right. You know what I mean? Money, money talks, all that kind of stuff. So um, I loved it. I love it. It's close to home. It's, it's, it's like a perfect setup for me. It's close to home, but I'm away from home. So I can go home when I need to, but I stay up here most of the time now. For sure. Um, you obviously spent last season with um, Coach Weaver that you just mentioned. Um, how's it? How did the news break that you found out um, you were getting a new coach this year in Chase Buford? And how's it been with him so far this season? We actually had Weaver two years ago. We um we had Weaver my first year when we had Bogan on them boys. Yeah, and then right. um we shit. I, I thought it was coming back until like the last minute. He sent me a message saying like he had an opportunity to go to Houston, and I don't blame him. I'll do the exact same thing. The the, the dreams to play play or coach in the NBA, and he, he made it there. So then we had um forty, and forty was great. Like um. Forty wasn't as X and O's. He's more of a um, he's he's tougher. He's a lot. He's yelling at you. We didn't really yell. He's we was calm and we was more like my dad. You know, he's chilling all the time. Yeah. Whereas um, Forty's more like a bevo. He's yelling and all that kind of stuff. And that works well for players. And that works well for me to be honest. But I like I don't mind getting yelled at if I'm if I'm messing around. So um, that was cool. And then this year, we found out pretty much halfway through the year that Forty wasn't coming back last year. Just um, I don't know what happened. Whatever. That ain't my business. But um. And then we found out we had Chase coming through. I had no idea who he was. I saw this young guy with mop hair. I Google his name. And the first thing that Google his name right now, bro. The first thing that comes up is his hair. His hair's wild. And it's from a game where he got like ejected from the game. It's it's wild video, bro. And Dude, I, I was like, talking man. to I was talking to Bawali about that because when he bro, said it's that, hilarious, he man. Like he sent me that video. Go, this is the dude that's coaching me. Yeah, <laughs> the right. best video. That's the first thing like, that comes up, and I was like, man, what have we got into? But then he gets here, and he's so cool, man. Like just. He's just a cool dude, you know what I mean? He's just a cool cat and like, your coach is really your boss, you know what I mean? Like he's the one telling you what to do pretty much. And um, it's cool to have a good relationship with your boss, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool you can get a coffee, you can you can kick back with your coach, your boss. So like, it's a good connection we have with the man. And then also his coaching ability is great. Like you can tell he's grew up in a basketball household, just his IQ through the roof. And um, it's been great playing for him. Cool. Yeah, that's dope. I've got a bit of a question here about, uh, I guess, it's a little bit more of a personal question, so I just want to gain some insight into your mentality. I know you signed a one-year deal last year, another one-year deal this year. Uh, in my experience, I think athletes tend to go towards the longer-term deals just for security bases and, and, you know, feeling like they know where they're going to be at for a few years. I guess when you're when you're kind of Xavier Cook's level, I guess you have, can be a bit more lenient with that and toss around a little bit and be a little bit more on the shorter term deals. But I'm sure NBL teams would have been chucking three, four year deals at you and you could have had a nice home somewhere for a while. So why do you pick kind of the, the short term ones? Is that is that by choice or? I don't know what Xavier Cook's level is, man, because I've been injured <laughs> the whole time. But um, when I first joined the Kings, I, I joined like a year and a half contract. Um, I, was, I played half the year and then the next year came. And then um, COVID hit, contracts got cut in half, all that kind of stuff. And then I just didn't, get to show people what I'm capable of. You know what I mean? I'm, 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 so, I'm so much better than what I've been able to show so far in my career. So um, I didn't want to lock in for a deal where I wasn't getting the full value of myself. You know what I mean? And I felt like I owed it to Sydney to come back here for another year just because I've only, I only played eight games last season. And that's, they paid me a fair bit of money to play eight games. That's tough. So like, I felt like I owed them to come back. And then I couldn't ask for too much money only playing eight games. You know what I mean? So I had to, Get what I was given, pretty much, and I didn't want to sign too many years on what I was given because I, I thought I'm more valuable than that, in fiance view. And um, so I'm gonna try and go out there, have one more good year, and 
I mean, hopefully I could sign another deal with the Kings with a bit more money, but I'm not, you're right. Security is great. Security is good to have, but you also got to know your value in my opinion. And um, that goes a long way. So we, we me and Reese always speak about young Australian talent and upcoming Australian talent. Um, and we, we've commonly mentioned that you're a, an NBA kind of guy and you should, you should definitely be given a crack in the NBA. Um, is that the plan for you? Is that what you want to get to? And from a from a game perspective, what are you currently working on? Where are the kind of development areas that you're trying to get to to kind of showcase yourself to get to that level? Um, I think I have the potential to play in the NBA, that's for sure. Um, some days I show it, some days I look awful. You know what I mean? That's just the way, I, that's the, way the game goes sometimes. I think for me to get to the next level, I have to be a consistent shooter. That's the way the game's going these days. For me to be able to play the four or the three, you got to be able to shoot the ball at 35, 40%. You know what I mean? That's, and that's what's holding me back. I'm going to be honest with you. That's what's holding me back right now. Just my shooting ability. And I'm putting in work. I'm getting shot up every day. But it's, it's something that takes a lot of time to get there. Um, I have the length. I have the ability. I have the IQ. I just, the shooting ability. I'm not the heaviest dude. We may put some weight on, all that kind of stuff. But I do believe I can get there one day. I mean, I'm 26. My time's, you know what I mean? I still got a couple more years, six more years, hopefully. Maybe eight. Who knows? But, um. I think I can make it there. I mean, just it's just been so motivating to me, in my opinion, just playing with Jason Tate every day. You know what I mean? At training when he was here, playing with Diddy Lazada, playing with all these guys that's come through our system that they had great NBL careers, but they're not putting up 40 points. You know what I mean? They're not, they're, JT probably averaged 15 and eight. You know what I mean? That man's an all NBA first team rookie. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's crazy to me. And like, that shows you how close the NBL is to the NBA, in my opinion. So like, that's really motivating for me. And I definitely never get there. Sure, we think you can get there too. Um, any targets? And just just to, to harp on that, any targets this year? Is that the, you want to go? Do you reckon this year is the the launch pad? Do you reckon you could put that fifteen and eight in and get over there? Um, I don't. I'm not that chancy, bro. I, don't, I ain't that kind of guy, bro. I'm not putting personal targets. My targets to win the championship, bro. Like you can ask anyone in my team, man. I don't really care about. I'm not gonna try and be best friends with everybody. I'm not. I'm gonna yell at people at training. I'm not gonna try and shoot too many shots. I just care about winning. That's, that's my man. My, my my whole. My whole life, I just care about winning games. And if you're a good player on a winning team, it's going to show. You know what I mean? That's how you get, that's how you get attention. You don't have to put up. I've seen a lot of players put up really good points and good numbers on bad teams, and no one gives a shit. But if you're on a good team, that's what JT averaged 15 and 8, but we were the best team in the league, second best team in the league. You know what I mean? That's why he got so much attention. Just yeah. if you win games, that's how you get, that's how you get there, in my opinion. For sure. Fair. Good answer. Um, after basketball, um, where does Xavier Cook see himself in 20 years? That's nerve-wracking, man. That's nerve-wracking. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know, man. I I would love to stay in the game coaching. Like, I feel like I have a good basketball mind. I'd like to use it somewhere. I'd hope to be coaching. I'd love to be a GM one day or maybe go back to college and not, not, not go to school. I'm done with that. But, like, maybe college coaching or something like that over there. But... Hopefully something around the game. My, my degree is sports management, which means I'm doing to do jack shit, but make the most of it. For sure. Um, we'll get into our 10 quick questions. Uh, for those listening that don't know, it's a segment we do after every episode. Um, just 10 rapid fire questions. You can use the skip button if you'd like. What is something you are appreciative of? My family. Is there quick answers or you want long answers? Oh, whatever. Just yeah. Um, this is my Just family. You know, I mean, they've dedicated a lot. I mean, every basketball player knows that, like, for us to get to a high level, your family's got to sacrifice so much. They got to take you every Sunday to go to train. You know, and go play in Canberra one week and all that kind of stuff. That's a, that's a lot of sacrifice and a lot, a lot of money too. So I'm really appreciative of that. For sure. That's cool. 
Who's the funniest guy on the Kings roster right now? Oh man, we got some. I'm gonna say either RJ. RJ, he's a real funny dude. Like he's a a cool character. Cool. Um, toughest guy you have guarded ever? As in like tough, strong, or like hard to guard? Hard to guard, I'd say. Okay. Um, I played against Dialu. You know that guy from? He was at OKC. Um, I played against him in one of my pre-draft workouts, and he was the tough guard for me just because he was so athletic and his shooting ability made it real tough for me. Sure. Nice. Favorite basketball show of all time? Oh, definitely. Something Kobe. Something Kobe's. I feel like everyone says that though. So, um, probably Kobe Fours, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's in the headphones right now? Man, probably little baby. Little baby's had my headphones for the last year and a half. Man, he's he's killing the game right now. And yeah, little baby. Actually, don't lie though. I, I, I play Adele. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I play some Adele every now and then, so that as well. Nice. All right, who's winning the NBA championship this season? Who's your pick? I'm gonna say the Bucks. Just um, they're solid. They're solid. They're consistent. They don't have too much distractions. Brooklyn are very talented, but they've got too many distractions. Too many. Too much going on. The Warriors are tough this year as well, but it just I don't think they have the talent to. I mean, they have they had Clay, but I think the Bucks. They play the right way. They play defense. Yeah, the Bucks. Nice. Um, celebrity crush. Man, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I think her name is Madison Beer. I think her name is. She's an absolute stunner. A lot of players. A lot of players use their skip one because they're they're, yeah. they're, they're cuffed up. So they're like, oh no, oh, no we cool about that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you prefer to win dunk of the year or block of the year? Or don't care. Probably dunk. Dunking on someone just like <clears throat> feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Probably dunk. Cool. Um, playing on the road or playing at home? That's a great question, man. Um, I don't know, man. I love playing on the road. We hit a big shot. Everyone's like, ooh, all that kind of stuff. But this is the energy at home is like, it's unmatched, man. Just before I played at Sydney, it was probably playing on the road. But now that I'm at sitting at the big arena, the fans are crazy. It's probably playing at home now. Sure. Nice. All right. We'll finish with a, an obvious one, but I want to hear it. And, and I want you to say with your chest, who's winning the NBL championship this, this season, bro? Come on, man. The Kings. <laughs> Easy question, bro. Can you, can you give us a who's in the NBL finals? Okay. Kings? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Wollongong. Wollongong's talented. Southeast Melbourne's going to be in the finals. Us and... Maybe even New Zealand. I don't know. I haven't... Seen the other bubble from the Blitz too much, but I'm not sure about Perth this year. They, I mean, you can't ever count out Bryce Cotton and Perth, them boys, and Adelaide's talent. Everyone's talented, but they're, they're my four. And it's going to be in the grand final. It's going to be us versus Southeast Melbourne. It's going to be a close one, but we're going to spank yeah. them. <laughs> Save your cooks, MVP. And then, oh, yeah, man. Sounds good on paper. <laughs> sure. Sure. We'll say, we'll say we'll, We've been saying it. Me and Reese have been saying it, man. This NBL season is we can't. I can't pick anything, dude. I change my mind every week on who's the strongest. It's crazy, team, right? right, bro? It's it's yeah, a crazy it's year, and there's it's so much talent this year, man. It's just it's unmatched. Like people are, are downplaying MK. Like people aren't talking about MK. MK is right. a a top 100 high school recruit. You know what I mean? He used to be in the top 10 in the mock draft. Like he yeah. and he's one of the the lower next stars. You know what I mean? It's a crazy year this year. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be unreal. It's gonna be unreal. It's, I can't wait. For sure. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much, Xavier, for joining us. Um, hopefully the Kings can bring home the title. Uh, we're rooting for you this year. 
Um, and once they win and you win finals MVP, you can jump back on here. Nah, <laughs> sounds good to me, and, fellas. <laughs> and tell us you, you told us so. Exactly. <laughs> For sure. All we right, appreciate fellas, it. Appreciate the call, guys. No worries. Good luck this Thank season. You. See you. Thank you guys for joining us on Oz Hoopers TV. Once again, remember whatever streaming platform you guys are listening on, make sure you go follow it and follow us on Instagram at Oz Hoopers TV. Um, big fans of Xavier Cooks over here. Probably the best rebounder in the league, I'd say. I would say so. Yeah. Arguably for his position for sure and his height and his abilities. Like this guy's a monster on the glass. Mm-hmm. He's, dropped his, he's dropped his top four. He's got Breakers, Kings, um, so, Hawks yeah. and Southeast. And yeah. he reckons it's going to be Southeast and Kings in the final. Interesting. Everyone's everyone's got different takes. I mean, the ten teams are very evenly spread, so you can't you can't hate on anyone's take because it's no. all like possible. You know, you yeah, can exactly. say like Jack jumpers, like you. Could, I, after the blitz, you can throw them in there. Adelaide, like man, I don't know. Just we've got to we've got to drop our um, NBL preseason um, pre- preview uh, very soon, so we'll have that coming. For you guys, we'll drop out, drop our top four. We'll drop our MVP predictions. We'll drop our rookie of the year predictions. We'll do all of that stuff. We'll go through every single team and break them down. Going to be very interesting. I'm excited to see who you pick for your top four now. Now that the blitz is nearly done and dusted, I've got to go through and pick my own. That's <laughs> coin on the day, and there's whatever it lands on, bro. That's how I feel right now. The NBL. All right, thank you guys for joining us again. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you on the next episode.